Josh Bell, baby. Josh Bell. Huge game for Josh Bell. Huge knock for Brian De La Cruz. Huge win for the Marlins. Huge series win for the Marlins. And now an off day, but we look ahead to another huge series against the New York Yankees in what will be a packed out Lone Depot. This is Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England. Welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, hit subscribe, of course. Leave a review. Much appreciated. This is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. There is a YouTube channel also, guys. Yes, head on over to there. It is called Locked On Marlins. Hit subscribe there also. We're almost up to 1,000 subscribers. For those that know YouTube and know what that means, 1,000 is a big threshold. So support the show, support me, hit that subscribe button, of course, guys. And if you are watching, you will have the graphics to help. You will see Chase, the Loud Marlins fan, is back in the house on Thursday's episode. Chase, how are we doing, brother? We're doing great, Pete. Coming off a series victory with the wild card intact. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. Huge win yesterday. Huge series win. Uh, Before we get into the action here, this episode is sponsored by GameTime. You can download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, so there's tons to get into today, mate. Uh, For those that are watching, have the rundown that will help them navigate through this episode. Item one is Bellissimo. Bellissimo, Josh Bell. Huge, huge day for him yesterday. Multi-home run day, one from either side of the plate, which I believe I think I saw from Marlins comms, was the first time ever in club history that there has been a home run by a switch hitter from both sides of the plate in the same game. Josh Bell and that second home run in particular, mate, huge. So already we're seeing these deadline acquisitions delivering, adding much-needed thump here. Some were a bit... Curious about the Josh Bell move, it's fair to say. But for me, he's been, thus far, I would say, probably the most impactful guy. Um, You know, Garrett Cooper did a lot of things well. A lot of people like Coop. Um, They liked him particularly when he was on the field. But as we sit and reflect on this now, it feels like, particularly with that extra year of control, if he doesn't opt out, that this has been another right call perhaps here with Kim Ang and the impact, and just maybe talk to the impact that you think Josh Bell's had on this, uh, this team thus far. You know, when we uh, acquired Josh Bell at at the deadline, I've always liked Josh Bell. I was kind of excited. It was a sad period to lose Coop. Mm. The more I think about it, and even before yesterday, Coop wasn't on the field for a lot of this year, not to uh, play him down or his contributions to this team and some walk-offs and some big hits. But Josh Bell is healthy. Josh Bell has played, I believe, every game since he was uh, acquired. I don't think he's taken a day off yet. And his on-base percentage right now is crazy big or crazy good with us. He's either walking, he's struck out a few times, you know, but he's also hit now, I think, four home runs, give or take. Uh, Two yesterday, I know he had um, one in his first game, and I think there was one more in Texas in between. 
So he has four home runs, and that's what you brought him in for. Uh, you had Solaire. He, he's done his own contributions to our wins and victories. And now you have three, or even more if you include Jazz, uh, three big bats in the lineup that could change the game with just one swing. That's important. It's a quote-unquote home run with this, mm-hmm. um, this uh, trade and the acquisition. Yeah, they're different types of players. I think that's the key thing is like Garrett Cooper had his qualities and not diminishing those qualities, but Coop was more of a gap hitter. And Josh Bell, I think, just has the added thump. We've seen that. And the Marlins would just, they need, they couldn't just have nine contact hitters in the lineup. There needed to be some thump, mainly because of what they've been missing all year really has been the three-run home run. When I think about like the Adam Duvall situation a few years ago, Adam Duvall was amazing at three-run home runs, multi-run-scoring multi, you know, home runs. And I think having that in the lineup, I think, is so crucial here for the Marlins. And really, it's just add some balance, really add some balance. And I, I loved – I called it out at the time that the one thing that Bell does that Coop doesn't is switch it. And having that switch hitting option, as we saw yesterday, I think really – Really adds value. So really impressive start, Josh Bell, thus far. Yeah, to your point, he, he looks healthy. He looks like he's enjoying himself. Um, you know, probably I did read as well, he was a little bit surprised to be traded because, you know, the Guardians, they weren't dead, you know, but they decided to move on um, from him, which, you know, and, and maybe wave the white flag, which seemed a bit of a curious situation. But Bell, I think, you know, seems happy to be here. Um, he's always performed pretty well, I think, in Lone Depot. And so... Yeah, I think it's been a really, you know, encouraging start. Encouraging. And I think, you know, yesterday's game, you know, just proved that really. Brian De La Cruz equally, though, mate, yesterday, you know, Bell ties it up, but then Brian De La Cruz goes opposite field, just about gets it over there, but a big go-ahead run, home run in the ninth. Um, all of the Marlins runs yesterday come in via the home run. So that is not something we're accustomed to. You know, it's fair to say you were on Twitter having a debate, a healthy debate, let's say, about Brian De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez, the Marlins outfield mix just in general. But, you know, for Brian De La Cruz to come through in that spot, I think that's a huge, huge knock for him. And the impact of Bell and Jazz being back and Berger, and for some, some would say Avisel Garcia, but the impact of those guys being in there, sliding De La Cruz down the order a touch perhaps, taking the pressure off, I think that puts De La Cruz in a much better position to, to succeed. I think Jesus Sanchez too. But yeah, just talk about that big knock from there, De La Cruz, and equally just how you see this kind of outfield mix playing the rest of the way here. It's the reason I feel De La Cruz is in the lineup every game, except when he gets a day off or a breather. He hasn't mm-hmm. missed time for an injury. Uh, he's, he's the guy that's chosen to be in the lineup by the management. It's not... Sanchez. It's not a knock for me on Sanchez. It's just the truth. DLC is the better hitter. I got some advanced stats or like some more stats that were off and uh, Jesus Sanchez was higher, but Dela Cruz, it's the, eye, it's the eye test. The eye test is telling me he's playing better defense than he was at the beginning of the season. You saw that with the sliding catch early in the game, save mm-hmm. run, at least saved a hit. And, and then his bat, and he's been clutch. He's been the guy when we've been in these slumps where we're not able to produce runs at the end of the game or when we need to when there's a couple guys on. 
he's the guy that's gotten that done. In the two-homer game, I believe it was versus Minnesota earlier in the season, or it was the third game. It, it, yes, Jorge Soler got the monster home runs, but the big hit in the game that won that game was the uh, Brian De La Cruz go-ahead run. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that quietly all season. He means so much to this team. He's really, I, I like him a lot. And I just think he's that damn good that he should be playing every day. And when he puts up a two for 11, I mean, at three for 10, you're the best hitter in the in the game, right? He went two for 11 this series. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had an 0-4 in the middle game. But when we needed him, he's that clutch hit when you need it. And he saw that ball and smacked it out. Yeah, absolutely. Any concerns about, you know, just speaking about, you know, hitting streaks or lack thereof at this point, any concerns about Lewis Arias? You know, it's fair to say he's probably had his roughest series um, for the Marlins. He, he's looked, he hasn't quite looked the same, I would say, since the break. I don't know if he's just kind of dealing with some fatigue or, you know, the niggles of the season being out there at second base in particular. Like, you know, last year he spent a lot of time at first base second base, maybe different types of demands on the body, let's say. It, you know, there was definitely a moment in uh, in the Texas series where he had a hit and it didn't have the usual juice. He didn't give John Jay the usual vigor with the slap to the chest. And so I do wonder if Luis Arias, whilst he's been absolutely scorching all year long, I do wonder if there's a sense of fatigue starting to kick in a touch that may be impacting him. But it's fair to say he had his quietest series um, of the year. His, his batting average now, I believe, has dipped below 370, you know, uh, <laughs> which is still probably the best in Major League Baseball by like 40 points. But any concerns here on Arias at, at all? I mean, probably not. But The concerns about Arias are the non-concerns. But, I mean, he did in two of the last big games or this week on the road come up when he had a chance to uh, get a hit, and I think base is loaded, mm. and two men on or whatnot, at least a man on second, and he bounced into a couple double plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a contact hitter. He It's the dog days of summer. But when it mattered most, he got on base after Skip was thrown out yesterday. He got on base to be one of the three runs that scored when Bell hit the monster home run with two outs. And he got on base with two outs because I believe Solaire, was it Solaire that got thrown out yesterday after he struck out? Um, and with two, that was the second out. Uh, Arise got a base hit and then uh, Bell got the monster dong. So, yeah, I'm not worried. It He'll, he'll be fine. Coming back home is going to energize them. They finally had a game off or a day off where they could just relax got home, they traveled after the game. Today was a day with his family, and you start uh, another homestand coming up for six straight before a day off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll talk about that series very shortly because it is it is a huge series for many, many reasons, so we'll talk about that. But before we do that, it's our good friends over at Game Time. Good friends over at Game Time, guys. And yes, listen, you may need Game Time this weekend for the Marlins tickets um, because buying tickets to your favorite events, it should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. No need. Game time has deals 
on tickets right up to the day of the event. They got exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. There is no more. It's everything. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Can't say fairer than that. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use this code locked on MLB. Get you 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on MLB for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. All right, you're here with Peter Pratt and the Loud Marlins fan chase joining us on the Thursday episode here. The Marlins off day off the back of a series win on the road against their wildcard rival, Cincinnati Reds, as well. We'll wait to see if the Reds can continue their pace. They have had a sluggish. Uh, sluggish few weeks. Also, one other topic, well, a couple of topics just to kind of mop up, I guess, from, from that series. Um, there was a very, very interesting post-game interview with the Reds starting pitcher yesterday, Graham Ashcraft, who was asked a question about Jazz, like he'd been, you know, he'd been spotted on the camera, kind of giving him the royal send-off, let's say, a couple of F-bombs, whatever, you know, get out of here you know, just muttering under his breath, but he was asked specifically about Jazz uh, after the game, and he he basically just said, yeah, I'm, you know, he was struck out, but, <laughs> you, know, it, 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 you know, it could have been worse. Um, you know, it was it was lucky that's what he got, I think was the phrase he used. Kind of head-scratching comments here from Graham Ashcraft, but what did he make of it equally? I think that does point to the frustration that's elsewhere, right? The Reds got themselves in this position too. They've been struggling, Ashcraft had a you know pitch well was let down by the bullpen. I think the frustration building there too, and uh, but just a wild post game presser I think from Ashcraft there and commentary on on Jazz Chisholm Jr. Was, I think he was alluding to the fact that you know the strikeout was the best case, the worst case was going to be you know getting plunked. So I don't know, a bit of a wild scene there on that one, right? I'm pretty sure Jazz hit a home run off him in the first. Uh, meeting. Yeah, he did. He did. So, um, sorry, Mr. Ashcraft. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're a professional. Act professional. Um, we're not going to see you guys in the playoffs because you're not making it. But maybe next year there'll be some uh, hatred going back and forth. Um, and the only one that's going to get plunked is a liner coming right at you from Jazz. <laughs> we is a weird, a weird one though, and you know we'll wait to see. You know if there's um, for me, I'd be at, you know tomorrow. Um, the guys that are in in the clubhouse, like I'd be putting a microphone in front of Jazz and asking his view on it to see what he thought. But Jazz would kind of brush it off and go, I don't know. Some go, people, Jazz would go, who is that? Who is that? exactly? He probably will. To be fair, some people pointing to um, him, Jazz after his home run in that series, specifically giving uh, Tyler Stevenson the kind of booty tap on the way by after uh, his home run trot thinking that was the the route. I actually don't think it was. I think Ashcraft just got frustrated by, well, Ashcraft tried to quick pitch Jazz. Jazz kind of called it out and went, hold on a minute, you know, and, you know, complained to the umpire. The umpire sided with Jazz. Um, so I think that's kind of what riled him was that Ashcraft was trying to, you know, these pitchers, right? They're, they're trying to take advantage of all these rules. And some of the rules, I must say, do favor the the, the pitcher now because they can hold the hitter in like, in a state of statue almost for what, 10, 11 seconds in the old world. If it was like five seconds, you'd be calling time, but they're not able to do that anymore. And so they are really using some gamesmanship here. And I think that's what happened yesterday, but jazz kind of called it out. The umpire sided with him. 
Ashcraft then struck him out, but the post-game comments just wild, wild from Ashcraft. And rightly so. He's been, you know, I've never seen so many clown emojis from every club, including the Reds, on those comments because they were poor. Um, Johnny Cueto as well, mate. I must say, and I tweeted about it yesterday in the earlier innings, to say the resurrection of Johnny Cueto has been extremely impressive for me. The fact that what we saw in this rehab assignment was, for me, I thought this was career-ending. I thought this is this is it for Cueto, but... What bounce-back ability here? Like, he is truly contributing here to the Marlins as, you know, a legitimate fifth starter, I'd say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's a fifth starter. He's being what a fifth starter's needed uh, to do. He's the Mark Redman uh, from 2003 with our team. You just got to get the lengthy start from that last guy, a quality, in most cases, start. He mm-hmm. has an issue giving up some home runs, I'll say that. But, you know, now we have a team that is built better that can come back, as you saw yesterday. And uh, you got to get the six innings. You got to get these bullpen guys some time to rest. Pitching them two, three innings a game or two, three, four innings a week has gotten to them. So you get a quality start, six innings or five innings. Yesterday he went six, I believe, in one of his starts and five in the other. Uh, He's doing an okay job. He's doing definitely an okay job. But obviously, the the big story here in this series, the Red Series anyway, was the fact that Yuri Perez recalled. Um, any connection here, any coincidence, the fact that Yuri Perez recalled. I know his start specifically didn't end up in a dub, but the Marlins end up taking a series and they won games like they won games in the first half. They lost that magic for a while when Yuri Perez was optioned. It, you know, it's just coincidence, I think, but... For me, I'm looking at it thinking Perez recalled. Next thing is clubhouse vibes are back, you know, and they start the the first half Marlins just reemerge and they win games that they shouldn't be winning by playing well, doing well. You know, what's your what's your take on Yuri Perez the rest of the way though, mate? Do you think this is going to be him with the club now until you know the rest of the regular season and the postseason, or do you think at some point they run out of innings and he'll be shut down? How do you see this actually playing out? Unless Trevor Rogers comes back, Yuri's uh, mm. going to be in a starter in the rotation. That's they they can't remove him again. Um, you see his energy more than anything in the dugout. He's jumping like a child because he is a child. The dude's twenty <laughs> years old. Crazy. So he's he's really he's brought some energy up, and hopefully it sticks. And, Absolutely. And I want to say congrats, Johnny Cueto, on six hundred strikeouts. That was pretty cool. There we go. Didn't even realize. So well done, Johnny Cueto. Um, big series. You've mentioned it. Obviously, the Yankees are in town. You know, whenever the Yankees are in town, there's a boost, let's say, in terms of the, um, you know, the attendances. A lot of Yankee fans, you know, in and around the, the Miami area. But this, oh, here we go. We've got some memorabilia coming up as well. So the Yankees Thanks are coming. If you're, if you're looking at the YouTube, which you should subscribe to the YouTube channel to see the video. I have a plethora of uh, World Series and playoff newspapers that I saved from 20 years ago when I was 17. And the one I'm holding up right now are the Yanks are coming with uh, Brett, with uh, Boone, uh, their coach, on the cover after he mm-hmm. hit the walk-off versus the Red Sox. But, yep, the Yanks are coming. And uh, you were going to ask a question, I believe it was. No, well, just talking about Yuri Perez. Well, there's a few things here, but for this series in particular – Massive series because the Marlins have got themselves back in, you know, it feels like they've turned a corner. They've had this players meeting. They've turned a corner. 
They won that series in Cincinnati. They could easily been swept in. To be honest with you, like the Marlins could have been swept there. They, they, you know, that's the way the games went. They won two two games with some comebacks. Great to see. Yuri Perez is back, and on the Sunday game, game three, Yuri Perez, Garrett Cole, boy, oh boy, what a matchup that should be. The guy who's going to make over a hundred million in ten years versus the guy who is making that much right now. It's going to be a great <laughs> match. And really, the pitching matchups are are decent. This this whole homestand, you're getting mm-hmm. your best three from a Marlins standpoint. Uh, not to dis- discount anything Brax has done, he's like a three A three B to Lazardo. But you mm-hmm. get Lazardo, Sandy, and Yuri, and I, I'd rather have that than two two of the three and then a bullpen. So very happy to have Yuri back. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, the Yankees, the Yankees, have found themselves in trouble. They, they're actually in. In fifth place in the AL East. I mean, they, they do have a winning record, but they're fifth place there. They're four and six uh, in their last 10. You know, they're a bit of a funny club at the moment. They feel like they're on a cusp of a rebuild, to be honest with you. Like, they, they've aged very quickly and need to probably have a bit of roster turnover there. But for me, I look at this series, and I think back to the, the Tiger series when you had Miggy Cabrera, you know, everyone celebrating that. Venezuelan Heritage Night kind of sprinkled in there. It was packed out in there. It was the biggest weekend the Marlins have had, I think, in many, many years. I think this one's going to be even bigger. But the Miggy Cabrera one, the team actually fell flat. And so what I'm interested to see is in a huge series coming off a a series that they won that perhaps they shouldn't have done, when they're back in the wildcard mix, they've always been in the wildcard mix, but they're right in the thick of it now. Like every game matters at this point. The big crowds, the big lights, the big pitching matchups. Do the Marlins show up in this series and and handle their business? Well, we're a different team right now than we were when the Tigers were here. And, yeah, it's going to be mostly Yankee fans. Hopefully some Marlin fans, uh, like myself, are buying late tickets and Mm going to show up and hopefully get better than 80-20. Let's make it 40-60. Uh, no doubt that that it is what it is. But, you know, it's the time that the Marlins can earn some business here because if they do beat the Yankees two of three, if they put up some runs, give the home crowd a show, that place gets loud. You heard Robertson after his first save said, I've never heard it that loud. That place gets loud and it will be loud. And let's hope it's in favor of our team kicking some Yankee butt. Yeah, absolutely. That would be the ultimate. I think this is going to be, you know, this feels like it, you know, it feels like we're saying it every week, to be honest with you. This series matters so much. I'm just very interested to see, like, what level of performance we get from this team against a Yankees team that's, like, loaded in terms of dollar values. But overall, it's kind of broken, I feel, at this point. Like, it, it feels like they're trending in the wrong direction at this point. Equally, at the same time, you've got the Cubs on the road, um in, in in Toronto gonna be a tough ass for them. You've got the um you've got the Rangers uh on the road there in, in, in San Francisco. So that's gonna be tough for the Giants. Um, you know, they, the Marlins, uh, the Padres and, and Diamondbacks are playing each other. So they're gonna be taking games out of each other. You know, this is it. Like I do feel like if the if the Marlins can just go on a little bit of a run again here, just give themselves that little breather, feel the confidence again. And then just loosen up. I feel like it just kind of, they had that little blip thing. They weren't playing well. 
But if they can just get back to how they were playing, I think that would give them, you know, a huge boost. And, you know, it's going to be a tough couple of series right now, but I think once they get through the rest of August into September, I think it does look a little bit brighter in terms of the, the actual schedule. So I think if they go in into September, a game above, a game below the wildcard three spot, I've got really high confidence the Marlins are actually going to make the postseason in 23. What about you? Where's your head at at this point? Look, I'm on top of the world, Pete. I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. We just won four games or five games out of 20 or six games out of 20. Uh, I'm just excited that we are where we are. It's August 10th when we're recording this, mm-hmm. and I believe it's going to come out today. It's August 10th, and we're talking meaningful baseball for the first time. I think this newspaper that uh, the people that are watching where it says, what a relief where you see Pudge uh, holding up his fingers after uh, the, the Marlins uh, won 3-2 in the first game in New York, going after the references from that series as we <laughs> celebrated this weekend. Uh, it, it's it's a relief to be where we are right now because, yeah, we experienced it in 2020 a little bit, but mm-hmm. right now we get to be in attendance at the stadium. Um, the Marlins just had the toughest stretch of baseball for, that a team can go through. You saw the Rays go through it earlier this season when they lost the division to the Orioles. You saw you see every team uh, look at look at Arizona. You mentioned they're one and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlins are are three and seven. And the Reds are two and eight in the last ten games. The, the, the Braves just lost again to Pittsburgh. Everyone's losing right now, and it's who's going to be the team that comes out of it. The, and, and you look at who did the most out of these teams at the deadline. You can say the Cubs did by saving Bellinger and not making a lot of trades, but they also got uh, uh, the, the third baseman Jameer Candelario yeah. yeah. and some some ba- some pitching help. Um, but the Marlins are the team that made the most moves to make this push and we're going to get through it. We're getting through it. And really come September, if we could go 500 in the next couple weeks, get to September four games over, I don't see us missing the wild card. Uh, we have, I think the biggest thing here, which I've mentioned, I don't, I, I know you've seen on Twitter. We have the tiebreakers. Yes. Yeah. We have the tiebreaker versus Arizona. We just tied the series versus Cincinnati, depending on division play now. Unfortunately, with the Braves and Mets beating us earlier in the season, we may not win that tiebreaker. But we also have the tiebreaker, same issue versus the Giants. Uh, but we'll see how they do versus the Dodgers and Padres in their own division. So right now, we're in a good spot. You consider that tiebreaker an extra game, right? And yeah. we're in a good spot for the next 47 games or 48 games that are left to really uh, solidify our spot. And for those watching, for those watching the daily uh, stats of what every team's doing, your scoreboard watching, the Marlins did not clinch the 2003 wildcard until game 160 in 2003. So it's going to be a fun, hopefully stays fun, energetic, Mm. rest of the season, win or lose, guys. You asked me how I'm feeling, Pete. I'm excited. Excited is the word. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you, by the way. Like I I know every club has a little rough stretch. You you, you can't maintain the level for one six two. You can't, and we're seeing that. Even the Bravos are struggling to maintain the level. And listen, the Braves, boy oh boy, they're they're one hell of a roster, no doubt. And if they're fe- they're in a rut, 
then ruts just happen. But I feel like they've they've flipped the script, they've turned the corner here, and it's time to show it in this Yankees series. Like, there's no excuses here. The roster is healthy, the pitching is perfect. It's going to be unbelievable. Yuri Perez, Garrett Cole on Sunday, no doubt. I mean, that is just an insane matchup. But this is there for the Marlins to do some damage against the Yankees in in front of a packed house, three games in a row. There's some festivities going on as well, right? You got some, you know, um, you got some former players knocking around, and they're doing some, you know, stuff related to the 2003 um, run, etc. So. You know, you're going to be there a couple of days. I don't I haven't actually seen what they're actually doing, but I guess the players are going to be around. They're going to be probably on the broadcast. So, you know, everyone's going to be looking back to 2003, 20 years since, obviously. And, you know, we'll celebrate those wins. And, you know, this isn't the World Series, clearly. But I think for the Marlins to take this series, it will be a big step forward for the wild card. And I actually really, I was thinking about it yesterday. I like the wild card three spot. I know we're all thinking about, hey, we'll get the wild card one. But actually, I like the three because you get to play the NL division winner, likely. Um, and you also then avoid the Braves in the in the DS. So if the Braves end up with the number one spot, let's assume the Braves are one. You end up avoiding the Braves, which I think is a good thing. Um, and then you get the the central. I, I like that pathway more than any other pathway for the wild card specifically. So wait to see. Um, Chase... Prediction. Give me a prediction for this weekend. Who, who is going to be the most inf- impactful Marlin this weekend? Who's going to be the clutch guy this weekend? The fan. We are going to push this team to victory as the Marlins two of three. Uh, regarding on the field, if they have a game like they played uh, versus the last two against Cincinnati when it's a team effort, they were both team efforts. That's winning baseball. And it doesn't come down to one guy. You see guys can hit home runs that are uh, solo shots, meaningless. Or you get a team effort like you did when you needed to. So really, it's going to be the fan who's going to push the team as the MVP. And then uh, really, uh, from a player standpoint, you know, I'm going to say a rise. I'm going to say that he bounces back this series. You asked me if I'm worried about him. Nope. Because as you saw, even in that Bell home run, the offense runs through a rise. Mm. And he's a team leader, and he's going to lead this team to victory versus the Yankees. Love it. It's a gr- really great point that you made there, the fact that Arise did get on base with that hit. He'd been scuttling. Big hit. He's on base. They end up with two on base. And then, you know, the home run, it's a three run. You know, huge. So it's a great call. I, I really like Jazz Chisholm to have a big series. I feel like he's played well against the Yankees, just in the small sample size there is. I don't know. I I remember him hitting a home run maybe in 2020 on the last game of the year or even 20, whenever, maybe 2021. I can't remember. But either way, I've just sensed that Jazz, the Yankees, Jeter will be kind of knocking around maybe. I don't know. I mean, I wonder if uh, Derek Jeter will be around. I don't know. Probably he won't be. I'm not sure he's uh, welcome anymore. But Please, Jeter, come to the ballpark. Please. That'd be fun, right? That'd be fun. But yeah, I I can see a big series here for Jazz. I'm I'm excited to see. So um, that's going to wrap us up here. We have gone yeah pretty long, but it's an off day. So you've got time to, you know, everyone's got time, extra time anyway to take this one in. Um, Loud Marlins fan chase. Appreciate you joining me on Locked on Marlins. Thursday's episode, the 10th of August. Um, We have got... A lot to look forward to this weekend. The Marlins are right in the thick of this wild card series. The fans are going to show up. There's going to be a packed out 
ballpark for the whole of the weekend series and maybe the whole of the homestand because the Astros are coming as well. Um, big lights. Can the Marlins step up and get some big wins uh, over this weekend? Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Let's get louder. Go Marlins. Let's go.